Hey, Jillies. Hope you're having a great week. We have another super fun episode. Our guest this week was my boyfriend, Dan. He's coming back. Another shiver. A short and fun episode for you. I think it's super interesting and I know you're going to enjoy it. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Chills. We're doing a shiver episode with my boyfriend Dan. Hello. Welcome yet again onto the podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm back again for a shiver, and I'm excited for these. I like, yeah. I like being part of these because I'm learning. We had rave reviews the last time you were on the show. Well, last time I was on the show was me, what, interjecting to <laughs> correct the <a> story? <laughs> yeah. I actually thought you were going to say really, so then I could be like, no. <laughs> but you didn't say, <laughs> I was trying to set you up for an insult, but you're too smart for me. What, I edit every episode of the show. I know, <laughs> I know what happens here. You know I'm coming to trick you immediately. Yeah, um, this is something I really wanted to talk about, which is why we're we're doing this shiver. It's kind of topical. Uh, it did happen a couple weeks ago, so I'm really excited. Are you ready to get into it? Yes, because I have no idea. You are teasing this out for them and also for me. I have <laughs> no idea what you're about to do. Like my, many conspiracies, I was very tight-lipped about it. So today we're going to talk about uh, conspiracy theory... That has to do with the Georgia Guidestones. Have you heard of these? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't have a big memory for conspiracy theories. So what a pleasant life that must yeah. be. <laughs> it's it's one of those what a where wonderful like, world. It's like when when you get to step one, then you can see all the other steps. But my head doesn't put me on step one. So if people are like, oh, have you heard of this? And then give me like one thing, I'm like, oh yes, yes, yes right, of right. course, yes, I know that. But like. The beginning of the, I, there's no memory for this. That's okay. This so I probably know it, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you know everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Setting the scene here. It's the summer of 1979. We're in a rural town called Elberton, known for its large supplies of granite. A mysterious man approaches Joe Fenley Sr., the president of the Elberton Granite Finishing Company. He says his name is R.C. Christian. Though he immediately admits that that's a pseudonym. And he asks Fenley if his company would be able to assist in the choosing of a good site for and to create a very large monument. So finding a good site for this gigantic monument. Uh, Christian told Fenley he was using a pseudonym because this project was not about him or his name. He represented a small group of people all over the country who believed in God. Such a small group of people. <laughs> that this is a specific group. That there are so up. few across the country. Okay, relax. Uh, so this group wanted to create a huge mon monument inscribed with wisdom for the ages, meant to help future humans into an age of reason. He also mentioned that he hoped the building of this structure would inspire others in other parts of the country to do the same. Okay. Got it. We're getting there. Okay. So you definitely need a little more information. These stones consist of four massive granite slabs, one center stone and a capstone. These stones had many words in different languages carved into them. According to the article Georgia Guidestones by the New Georgia Encyclopedia, 
The inscriptions on the guidestones were meant for current and future generations. Sandblasted along the square capstone sitting atop the structure was the basic message, Let these be guidestones to an age of reason, in Babylonian cuneiform, Egyptian hieroglyphics, Sanskrit, and classical Greek. The four granite slabs, each weighing 42,000 pounds and standing more than 16 feet in height, listed 10 guides for mankind in eight different languages. The languages represented on the four major stones were Arabic, Chinese, English, Hebrew, Hindi, Russian, Spanish, and Swahili. The engraved messages dealt with four major areas, governance and establishment of a world government, population and reproduction control, the environment and humankind's relationship to nature, and spirituality. Do we know what those things say? Yes, of course. Okay, because look at you leading into my next part. Because it's it's one of those where I'm like, okay, but like, was he right? But what's the message? <laughs> like, <laughs> should I have listened to this guy? God, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of you know for a bunch of people that believe in God. Not a lot of God mentioning here. The list of those guidelines are as follow. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million, I believe, in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight, balance personal... What? Just try try your best to avoid useless (laughs) officials. Yeah, these are all very, very, like, abstract and large. And then just, you know, avoid your local politicians if they suck. Sometimes your boss is stupid. Try to avoid that. It's like, yeah, I'm already doing it, Guidestones. If you could, like, expand on how, (laughs) you know, maybe be as mysterious as R.C. Christian. Um, Yeah, so avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. And then they say it again, leave room for nature. It's written twice. Why? Why should we do that? Or why is, why it, written- is it written twice? I think that's just like, they're so moved by it. Like, In case it's the like, whole top gets knocked off, that's like giving it a second chance. Just like, just nature. I mean, it's the last one, so it'd be there no matter what. I think they're just like, nature. All what right. do you think about them? I... I feel like if these are religious people, they saw God, mm-hmm. like the idea of God. They didn't like. I thought you meant they met him for a yeah. second. No, they yeah they Joan Osborne or whatever. <laughs> yeah, They're like that they they saw how it worked and they were like, but none of us know God, but he's the star of this book, right? They're like, but if we leave these things here and we don't mention God, we'll be God. Okay. That those stones will be there forever. That's what that. It's clearly they think that. A lot of people speculate that it's for, like, you know, thousands of years later, the human. Yeah, it's not for us. 2400 finding it, kind of looking at it yeah. and then being like, where did it go wrong or whatever? Or Yeah, there's going to be some Wally robot going around, <laughs> yeah. just, like, packing it up into, into the rubble. The Wally robot. <laughs> just being like, 
you know, just yeah, reading some it all. carted around fat human. I'll be like, nature. <laughs> oh. That would be such a good version of Wally where it's not Wally that changes the hum- the fat humans. It's they find the guidestones and they're like, oh. Should have been listening the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to serve also like in the case of an apocalyptic event. It's placed in an area like in Georgia where no a lot of <laughs> natural catastrophes aren't like as possible. So it isn't like a good spot for for like if there was an apocalypse, unless there's like some nuke or something. But I don't think they were trying to worry about that too hard. <laughs> Their first target's Savannah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're probably okay. No offense to Savannah or the people <laughs> who might be shooting nukes at them. <laughs> All making good choices. Wow. Yeah. All of our Savannah <laughs> listeners are like, we can get nuked too. How dare you? Whatever. How dare we're, you? We're nukeable. <laughs> nukeable. We're all very nukeable. It's everybody. <laughs> anyway, there's also astrological aspects to the stones um, from that same article. Of course there is. <laughs> yeah. No, this is pretty neat to me, at least. The four large upright granite slabs that composed the face of the structure were oriented to the limits of the moon's migration during the course of the year. An eye-level oblique hole drilled into the Nomen stone looked up toward the celestial heavens and oriented on Polaris, the North Star. So every time you look in this hole, you can, no matter where you are, you can see the North Star. In the middle of the Nomen stone was a large slot with a hole cut through the granite, orienting the monument with summer and winter solstices. The guidestones also acted as an enormous sundial. Uh, there's also mention of a potential time capsule kept at the Guidestones, but we were left no indication when to open this cap- capsule or what actually may be inside. <laughs> you open it and it just says, too soon. <laughs> yeah, put us back. It's just like a Nintendo in there. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of One Tin Soldier where they open it and it just says, peace on Earth, after they all like, killed everybody on the planet. It's like, you shouldn't have fought. <laughs> There just says nature <laughs> in case the whole top is wiped off here underneath. We wrote nature one more time. I'm just trying to think of like what was popular in the 80s. It's just like, you know, some Adidas or some shit or, you know, a Nintendo power glove. Urkel, like <laughs> just Urkel himself, not even like a toy. Like, the body of Urkel <laughs> is in the time capsule. <laughs> Which is insane because like he was just in a movie that came out. <laughs> No, he's so, alive. like he got out for that and then was like back to my <laughs> hey, shift. They could have the replaced him. <laughs> they could have replaced him with a body though. Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, he's not the act the actual actor is buried underneath the guidestones right now. It is weird thinking about how like ancient cultures, when you see all these monuments and they kind of track the stars, it's easy to assume that these monuments were used to track the stars. Right. Like that was their purpose. Right. And this thing coming around after science is able to just do that. They're like, yeah, we're just going to put him here. Isn't it? Isn't it neat? But that's because they intend for it to serve a purpose after technology is removed from the earth. Yeah. You know, it's like, like if we had to go back to sundials, we got you. If you think about that, though, like who's to say that Stonehenge wasn't exactly the same thing and... A whole society has collapsed since then. So crazy. And all that's left is this, what is it? Why well, is that's, it there? Stonehenge was a huge, like, inspiration for them. Of course it was. They wanted it to yeah. be, like, their own Stonehenge <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I was reading and some hoity-toity math person was far less impressed with the Guidestones compared <laughs> to the Stonehenge. Apparently, like, mathematically, he compared 
the Guidestones to be like an abacus versus like Stonehenge being like a computer. Okay. It went all over know. my head. <laughs> I was I like, I didn't include it here on purpose because I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it is fun to think about this like rock, like the most primitive thing ever. And it's like, it's it's an abacus. Like, yeah, it's a it's rock. It's a rock. It's a big, <laughs> gigantic ass How rock. How much did man. you expect from it? It's doing its best. <laughs> it's just, it, just the fact that it's standing is very impressive for a rock. Did you see all these words on here? <laughs> yeah. They weren't there before. That's not how it came. Yeah. 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 That's the, the goal of this podcast. Go easier on rocks, man. They're doing their best. Oh, man. I watched a cartoon once that really made me think that. <laughs> what it was called das rod oh is it the thing where the did you show me this existential yeah, crisis in yeah. a short film where it's these two rocks and you just see them kind of <sighs> living out their rock lives over eons and like society builds Rises up and, and like encroaches dies. on them and basically takes over their whole nature and then right as it gets to them it collapses and dies and they're just back in nature again. I would say quarterly, Dan sends me a video that <laughs> throws me into a spiral. God forbid I'm on my period when he does this. <laughs> and I, you know, I do consider it your boyfriendly duties to make to- me question my existence four times a year. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, if, as long as I'm meeting the quota. <laughs> what is the name of the video? So viewers, I'm telling you, it's so depressing. It's very well done, but it's so depressing. What is the name of this video? I have always found it hilarious. What? Like, Why? Because it's, you're watching the daily lives of rocks. And it goes back and forth from like super fast forward so that you can see these rocks talking to each other. And then super slow motion where they're just rocks yeah like real time they're just rocks yeah but over thousands and thousands of years they're just two friends having a conversation as like moss is growing on them and they're like what the hell is this yeah like it's it's funny well listeners (laughs) watch it we'll take a poll let me know if you think it's funny that's rod that's rod d-a-s-r-a-d i believe (laughs) all right let's get back to this naturally there's plenty of conspiracies surrounding this monument it doesn't help the creator of the, of the stones, R.C. Christian, disappeared as quickly as he surfaced. Only two people, Fenley and, and the head banker who assisted Christian, know his true identity. And at the time of this recording, one has passed and the other is firm on his intentions to keep the identity a secret. It's actually really cute because when he's he heard, not cute, I don't know why. I, I, I feel like I belittle old men. As soon as they get to a certain, everything they do is cute. Except for like, you know, the racism. Except for B president. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He heard all these conspiracies and he's like, oh, like he got so mad. And he was like, it really, really makes me want to tell you all the truth and what I know. But I can't. I made a promise, basically. Nerd. No, I love it. No, I love it. (laughs) I I hope he has it written down somewhere that, like, someone should know. I was thinking that, too. Like, I was hoping, like, his last breath or something. Like, even if they're, like... He could throw us a bone. Like, I want them to be beholden to the secret also. But, like, I want to know. I want to know that somebody knows. Yeah. Even if it's, like, a game of telephone in thousands of years. It's just, like, this rock was whatever, super important and, like... Totally the opposite of what the guy said. Like, you don't want it to be lost to yeah. time, basically. I want, I want someone to at least think they know. Totally. <clears throat> so, the first conspiracy is that the stones are satanic, and the ten rules listed above are rules for the Antichrist. 
I mean, they sounded terrible. <laughs> Very anti-Christly to like be good. To, well, yeah. the, they think the the population control and stuff. Well, yeah, we can get into it, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at the list in front of me to remember all of this. <laughs> but I like most of them was like just be nice to you in the world, you know. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Antichrist. According to Jim Miles, author of Weird Georgia, shortly after the Guidestones were unveiled, a local minister s- stated his suspicion that Mr. Christian is not a Christian and that the monument... Oh, yes, it's in his name. <laughs> Mr. Christian. It's right there. He's, he's, of course, a Christian. That's why we're Meg and Dan Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Your next comic, Meg Comedian. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Christian is not a Christian, and the monument was designed for the worship of the sun as well as the devil. Contemporary pagans, UFO buffs, and New Agers were naturally attracted to, by the mystery of the site. New myths were created on the new myths were created that the monument was built upon a power nexus or a place sacred to Native Americans. One legend holds that visitors who point both arms at the monument, one palm up, one palm down, will receive a psychic message from the stones. Another Guidestone admirer, Yoko Ono, composed a three-movement score entitled Georgia Stone. Right. And she rules, so... Yeah! I'm sure that's something I would be very happy to be aware of, but... I think she um, she really liked the, like, listen to nature or whatever part of it. I think that's what she focused on. She wrote, like, a whole song about it. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's weird knowing that, like, things like that still inspire people who are probably the people who inspired things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it. You know, we know this is a thing you'd like. Yeah, I'm totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so we're about to up the ante here. According to Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, the Georgia Guidestones by Joseph Laycock in 2000. I know. I know. <laughs> Leave Joe Go alone. On. Go old, on. Old Laycock. <laughs> he's an important figure and he's done a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote at least one article. Okay. He's very important. He's committed this to paper. So rude. This is why, you know, when you give sources, no one said you can't pick on the sources. You can't be like, no one said you can't bully them as long I mean, as you mention them. That's true for us now, too. That We're somebody's source. They're going to hear this, and now they know about it, and they can make fun of us all they want. <laughs> yeah. Talk Fine. about us fair and play. <laughs> okay, like, cock, if you want to lay... Come for us. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, according to the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, the Georgia Guidestones, in 2000, Dr. Reagan R. Davis, a Christian minister, visited the stones and concluded that the guidestones may well describe the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Particularly upsetting were the precepts to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, encouraging fitness and diversity, and let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Davis interpreted these messages as a call for a world government, policy of state-sponsored eugenics, and the culling of billions of people. This new interpretation elevated the Guidestones from mere local curiosity to the subject of national notoriety among conspiracy theorists and Christian dispensationalists. Dispensationalists. You got me, Laycock. It's a big word. He's a smart man. (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, the, the part of limit the population especially since they were made at a time where that was already not the population, I would guess. 
Do you think? Do you think it was it was under five hundred million? You want me to look it up really fast? What, what year was it? Uh, uh, nineteen eighty. Eighty. Yeah. We're in the billions now. So, yeah, we're in the billions. So, like, there's there's a legitimate chance that forty years ago. We're already up there. We had to be past it. That's what people, what freaks so the, people so out. So he's like, yeah, murder. But I also think they think it's for an apocalyptic event. So maybe it's like a when that happens, if we start over, why I mean, don't we try to keep it together? That's how I've been taking it the whole time here. Yeah. Is that like, don't, don't go crazy here. Like, start small. Yeah. I don't think that they're, I don't think, I, I nothing about these guidelines are like, incite violence to me none of it's no, like but, kill people off to get there or you know whatever else i mean there's not a single book of any sort of religion that's like hurt people kill people True. start wars but that's why a lot of them happen <laughs> for yeah it's religious books because of religious that people. don't say to fight people that everyone's like i need to fight for this yeah, they should have added an 11th one that's like, no killing. No, we mean it. <laughs> the Ten Commandments had that one right. Yeah. No murder. That was the one that was like on the back and it just never showed anybody. <laughs> oh, man. In preparing for this episode, I listened to an insanely great two-part series on the Georgia Guidestones from the podcast appropriately titled Conspiracy Theories. It was really great. If you're interested in this fan and listeners and you want... Like, if you want to hear, like, what a smart book person would say about them, go listen to those guys. Because they're very smart. They are book people. They are. They're so intelligent. Um, they explain in detail each theory surrounding the monument and how that you can see a loose connection. There's nothing, nothing substantial. There's nothing substantial to look to to believe there's any malice in the creation of these stones. So they kind of go through and they're like, okay, like, if is this eugenics is this some kind of nazi propaganda is this whatever and then they kind of go i can see the loose connections here are the loose connections however none of it is verifiable and in general when you look at it it doesn't seem the vibe isn't genocide and murder though some might take it that way yeah and the fact that some might take it that way means that it is that because if you put out ambiguous pieces of work and pieces of art if that's how people are taking it, that's what it means. I think it lends more towards hope for a better, kinder, healthier society in the future. Yeah, and that's, for you, that's what it means. Yeah. But, like, there is no set meaning for what this thing is. It's not put out there with a guide of, like, here's how you're supposed to think and feel and react when you read these things. Here's just a thing that's made by no one and just exists and will be here forever and it's a timeless thing. Right. So if you don't give meaning, whatever meaning people take from it is its meaning. They filled in the blank. It's not supposed to be interpreted like a Bible, though, which is the problem, I don't, I think. I don't think it's meant to be read and to be discerned to fit whatever your life is. It's meant to be read as a guideline. You know what I mean? As well, this I, is what it is. I understand, but they don't have control of that. Yeah. And obviously people are going to be detractors of everything. They're like, look, all those people want to look at that thing, but I want them to look at me. But I feel like you're being kind of like a devil's advocate because like what I'm talking about and what I'm saying when I'm leaning towards, you know, peace, love, me, like that's, that's what it seems more likely was the original intention. Whether or not people take it that way, that was the creator's intention. 
Well, I think the the creator left it open by being a mystery person and by having a gigantic secret of identity. Like, if they wanted it to be known, they would have just said, hi, I'm the person who made this. Here's what I think of it. He left like a 100-page book with the release of the Guidestone. I didn't read it, so I can't okay. really go into it. But the Well, that makes a huge difference. The hosts of this cast said that his intentions seemed to be more well, peaceful. A than... huge difference. What do you mean? Because up till now, all I've known of this person is that he made a thing, left it there, and disappeared. I didn't know he wrote a book. He wrote a book that was literally given to like the 100 people that helped make it. Well, then, yeah, there's yeah. a clear meaning. All the things I'm saying don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he still wasn't, like, super, like, it's still up in the air. Well, sure, but if it's up in the air and you read a hundred-page book. <laughs> I didn't read Not it. you, the people. The book people. Then. The people who, yeah. who are going, no, this is the Antichrist. And the book says, this is not the Antichrist. This is all about peace, love, and enjoying nature. If you, what? Yeah. If you got that from that, you're just looking for the Antichrist. Yeah, they're still pulling because I know the book still mentions like world order and things like that. And as soon as you say new world order, people uh, melt down. And I was trying to keep it ambiguous because I didn't read the book. So like I'm this is now a third hand account. So like I didn't want to like lean into them being good because I don't know. Like you said, it's ambiguous. I, I want to hope. And I still, I think they're cool. Like, I think they're really neat, but I don't know for sure, good or bad. I do know that they serve a purpose and it's interesting that they I mean, exist. You know? It's definitely the type of thing that I would stop at. Like, yeah. It is for sure the thing I would go to. And I think for most people who want to see good in the world, it perm- it makes you feel like you should be good or you should be peaceful or you should work towards this or whatever, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so why on this Paranormal Ghost podcast did I decide to talk about the Guidestones? Well, there has been a recent attack on the stones. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. (laughs) If that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. According to the article, How the Georgia Guidestones Became a Magnet for Conspiracy Theorists by NBC News, in early 2005, a conspiracy theorist writing under the pseudonym John Connor the name of the resistance leader from the Terminator movies. I'm aware. That's a dork. <laughs> Already starting off on the wrong foot. Decided he needed to warn the public about the evils of a roadside tourist attraction in northeastern Georgia. Quote, the guidestone should be smashed into a million pieces and then the rubble used for a construction project, Connor wrote in part on his website. Which but he wants to spread it out I was and put gonna... it in a bunch of different projects? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, which what? It should be like thrown into the ocean or, uh, I don't know, burned. You can't burn granite, can you? 
You know, I don't know, but it'll be fun to set a bunch of rocks <laughs> on fire try. for a long time. Just keep dousing it in gasoline. But yeah, he thinks it should be just like in corners. That's why staples are haunted sometimes because people <laughs> like this are like, screw it, just throw the haunted shit and not haunted shit. It's really fun that they pointed out that it's just like a roadside attraction. Basically, I, yeah. I think about like the stuff I pulled off and stopped at when I was on the road and it's like, this museum of gas station signs is totally anti-antichrist and needs to be burnt down. <laughs> what this giant kaleidoscope needs to be turned into a bunch of public works projects. What? It would be funny if this guy was just going after roadside attractions yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Quote, the guidestones have a deep satanic origin and message. Connor, better known today as right-wing provocateur and pro-Trump YouTube personality Mark Dice, got part of his wish. The monument was demolished after authorities said someone detonated an explosive device there. Authorities have not identified a motive in the detonation, and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation has simply said that unknown individuals detonated the explosive. The motive was a jerk said to do it, so idiots did it. He said it in 2005, but there's more stuff that happened more recently that I'm going to get into. Okay. But there's a lot of of these types rallying. It's an easy thing to rally against. Um, unknown individual detonated the... the <laughs> but I really like his next line, um, detonated the advice. The agency said the monument was destroyed for safety reasons. So I guess they exploded it. It was unstable, so they got rid of the rest of it. Dice spread false claims about the results of the 2020 presidential election and expressed baseless views about 9-11 attacks. In an email to NBC News on Friday, he said in part, In 2005, when I said they should be taken down, I clearly meant through the proper legal civic channels, echoing many of the locals who were opposed to the monument being erected in the first place. Yep. I don't think he specified that. But much like the Guidestones, does he need to? I mean, it took 25 years for this idiot to come around and be like, <laughs> yeah. the locals want it. <laughs> yeah. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even a local, right? I don't know. It's the Lorax speaking for the trees. And the trees are like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> the worst Lorax ever. <laughs> the trees are like, we're fine. No, we're we got fine. it, dude. We're good. <laughs> Tear them from limb to limb, for I am the Lorax, <laughs> and I want destruction. <laughs> <laughs> this picture it's still being Danny DeVito. <laughs> I just really like, I, we're not really political on this podcast, but I, I want you to know I think he's ridiculous, and this man, and anyone who spreads misinformation. Anyone's job title being provocateur on either side is a bad person i'm not pro that person right to to be smart and have a way of convincing people to pay attention to you and only using it for bad is that's it that's a bad way to be yeah absolutely he's not the only public figure who has used their platform to rail against the supposed evils of the guidestones apparently vexed by their mysterious providence and inflamed by strange inscriptions that appear to endorse eugenics and population control in recent years, the Guidestones became a recurring symbol in the QAnon conspiracy movement, the subject of videos and other digital content that baselessly linked them to the COVID pandemic and a fictional cabal of sex traffickers. Alex Jones, the incendiary conspiracist and InfoWars host, visited the attraction in 2020 and called it the birthplace of modern depopulation movement, referring to an inscription on the granite that called for keeping the Earth's population under 500 million. 
Also, Candace Taylor, a conservative Republican who ran for the Georgia gubernatorial nomination and placed third in the state's May 24th primary, claimed the slabs of granite were satanic and made tearing them down a key pillar of her platform. Which is why she came in third in the primary. <laughs> she lost, she yeah. She couldn't even lose the primary. I'm, she I'm, came in third in the primary. I might get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure her slogan was Jesus, Guns, Babies. Wow. And she was saying that. I read another Jesus, article. Jesus, Guns, Babies. That's not a good look for Jesus. <laughs> Could have been like Guns, Babies. Anyway, Baby you know. Guns, you, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Even worse, these babies got Why guns. Why did baby have a gun? <laughs> Jesus came back and we shot him with a baby. It's just Jesus yelling like, who gave that baby a gun? <laughs> <laughs> One more time around. I'm going back. <laughs> Forget I said anything. I'm not I just, here yet. Like, I just imagine like her bumper stickers is just a silhouette of like a baby head with two machine guns. Like, on either, just like on <laughs> baby guns, Jesus. <laughs> Real chill. <laughs> I don't. Again, I'm not trying to be like this. Is this is a political thing? It goes back to talking about freedom of speech. Like the stones weren't real, weren't invoking anything, and they were destroyed. I mean, I'm I'm coming from a fairly anti-government position, and it's it's more a reaction to. I can't believe public figures are using their time and energy to talk about this thing that just gets people off the highway for a little while. That's exactly a lot of the people in the town. There were a lot of quotes of them being like, I can't believe this. This is an act of terrorism in our little town. Like this garnered so many visitors to this town that no one comes to. And now it's just gone. It's the thing that town had. It convinced people to come out. It helped their economy, and now it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, because some outsider was like, the town hates it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure some of them did, but, like, it wasn't hurting anyone, in my opinion. Yeah, there's, there's like, the old guy in Paddington of, like, the whole neighborhood loves this, but I hate that there's new <laughs> people here. I hate love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and I do want to say, I keep being like I'm in the middle or whatever. I'm not very in the middle. We've talked about this when Alyssa was on the podcast. I try to keep my views off of here because we're not political. And I understand it's a very personal thing for everybody for why they are what they are. But I do want to say I'm for women's rights. I didn't get a chance to say that, but that is a big thing for me. So if that's a problem for you, and I'm also uh, anti-spreading misinformation. So if that's a thing for you. I politely ask you not to listen to this podcast because we <laughs> don't agree. facts here. <laughs> um, so I, I, I have been thinking of a way to, you know, talk on this. And this felt kind of like a good way in to be like, it's affecting the paranormal world now. Now I, a cool random thing is gone, you know? It's weird because your world is the paranormal world. My world is the weird shit you see on the highway. And mm-hmm. like, it's such a bummer that... Like, stuff goes away. Like, it's only there for entertainment. And it was meant... The thing that makes me sad is it was clearly intended to be there forever. Yeah. And and it wasn't. It didn't even last... Yeah, it uh, it years. Oh, Hitchbot, yeah. Yeah, it came to Philly and got murdered. (laughs) Much like Hitchbot. 
by outsiders. They were <laughs> yeah. from here. They came here to kill Hitchbot in Philadelphia. I do wonder if like Candace's whatever platform is what hyped people up or maybe it was QAnon. I don't understand because I'm sure it, it, this is one of those things where, the, you know, Republicans far, far right crazy people probably see this as a win for them in some way. But it's such a me- yeah. it's such an example of like, it's just so meaningless. It doesn't. All yeah, it does I mean, is kind of hurt people's feelings. You know what I mean? It's not like you're making any change on any scale. There, I, and it's not even a thing that directly makes money. So like, there's not really a way to look at like what it did to the economy. But that little space definitely does worse now. Yeah. Like it, it lost its one thing. Yeah. And that's it. Like just because some jerk was like, I need to win for the bad guys. Yeah, or, yeah. The conviction is nice. I just wish it was, you know, put in a good place for something. Like, the energy and time that people put into stuff like this. But that's why, like, real change is boring. Yeah. Making real change, like, blowing up a stone is exciting, but it's not real change. It's weird how it should be more exciting. It should be, like it but should, it's not. I, I just, I threw a bomb at that rock. That should be a cool sentence. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, like it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I have one more little paragraph here. So according to that same podcast, Conspiracy Theories, which I've never quoted a podcast on a podcast. I hope that's not like, you know, lame. <laughs> I'm doing it first. Um, R.C. Christian left a statement that ended. So he left a statement to be read at the unveiling. The mayor was there. The mayor read it or whatever. And the end of it, he said, with the completion of the central cluster of the Georgia Guidestones, our small sponsoring group has disbanded. We leave the monument in the safekeeping of the people of Elbert County, Georgia. If our inscribed words are dimmed by the wear of wind and sun and time, we ask that you cut them deeper. If the stone should fall or if they are scattered by people of little understanding, we ask that you raise them up again. We invite our fellow human beings in all nations to reflect on our simple message. When these goals are someday sought by the generality of mankind, a rational world order can be achieved for all. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you have to say? No, that's... A, that's I, I feel like the way you told me this is like every piece of information that would have changed what I said right before it. <laughs> and then you gave me the information. <laughs> I fought with you first. You're this like, is what we do in fights, too. <laughs> I could have presented you with the full story of how all of this awful shit happened. And the guy was basically like, I expect this. Yeah. You're like, well, if I knew that. <laughs> I thought it was like so. Well, I wanted to end on that because I, I felt like it was so moving. No, it's good storytelling. Thank you. I. <laughs> Telling I'm building a web here, okay? It's just I'm the one live reacting, not knowing where it's gonna end up. <laughs> now that dude rules. How did that change? How did what what did it change about what you just said? Because him having said that prior to it blowing up is like this dude had said everything he was supposed to say. It's amazing. He he filled in every blank for what this thing is, except for what it is. Right. And people keep looking at it and interpreting it when they don't need to. Right. They don't, there's no necessary interpretation. This guy's like, 
I understand human nature. I understand you're going to want to come for this, but like, why? Don't do it. It's unnecessary. You'll look stupid. Like, don't yeah. do it. Like, all the stuff I said, he already said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back and forth because, again, I don't know for sure that this wasn't like a bunch of like radical religious people. All signs port point towards no these were like peaceful people that had like a dream for something bigger than what the the hellscape we're currently living in um but it is to me astounding that he had the foresight to know that people of any and to, to such a choice of words to me to not say radical people or dumb people just people of little understanding yeah, even it's so the compassion for those people like oh they just don't understand which, if you were somebody who didn't understand, that would be furious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be called a person of little understanding. I would be so <laughs> mad. That's true. Who doesn't understand? Like, <laughs> no, you don't understand what I'm about to do to you. You don't understand, <laughs> RC Christian. Royal crown Christian. <laughs> what are the race race cars? Remote control Remote Christian. Control. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I I've don't know. I've been sitting on Royal Crown Christian this entire time. I just Have want you, you to know that. RC oh. Cola or Royal Crown Christian. I like RC Cola better. Well, RC Cola is a real thing. Royal Crown Cola. <laughs> RC Cola Christian. Yeah. So yeah, that's the Guidestones. I'm really disappointed because I did want to see them one day. It is a bummer. And I'm curious to see if if a group comes out, Someone an anonymous group mantle. comes out and actually rebuilds it. I mean, like, I wonder if that's going to be a thing. It's documented enough to, like, exactly duplicate. Oh, yeah. It it was so expensive, though. Like, in the 80s, it was at least a million dollars. Yeah, now they can probably just print it. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a GoFundMe like a to 3D print the, <laughs> the stones. That would be awesome. Because then when they inevitably, like, knock it down again, we it's just like, have the schematics. You just put it right. Literally 72 hours later, it's the same, but it's red this and time. <laughs> Make it have styrofoam and it'll last the test of time. It'll last just as long and never go away. <laughs> oh, the irony of a building meant to protect nature made of styrofoam. <laughs> it lasts forever. <laughs> what are your final thoughts on the Gutstone and this and this uh, political lesson I just brought you through? It, it is a, like an annoying thing that they're not a thing I could see. Right? Because that's all I would want to do. I want to see it. Yeah. It's like I, I love doing weird religious trips yeah you told me that like the the last trip i went on i went to a miniature replica of the cathedral of notre dame mm -hmm. in kentucky that they just stopped making right it's an active church they just stopped i think something like that whatever and then there was a the garden of hope also in kentucky that was like an overgrown garden that had like a statue dedicated to the sermon on the mount so why do you like going to these? Because you're not particularly a no, like, I'm not a religious, religious person, person at all. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird, just like seeing what people connect with and what comes from that kind yeah. of thing. And like, I mean, churches are insane buildings. And if you overlook the fact that a lot of people are giving their hard-earned money to the church just so churches could be bigger, which is a hard thing to overlook, churches are incredible buildings. Mm -hmm. And then they are. They're beautiful. I'm also a huge fan of weird, and a lot of Christian roadside attractions are just oh, weird. Oh, they can get really weird. Like yeah. I, I went to the smallest church in America, which was a church that was 
in Jesus's name, literally, on the deed, it was Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. And, I love that. And it, literally, it's like smaller than our kitchen. Wow. And I went in there and just like sat in the pews and everything. And like, it was a weird experience. But, wow. That is really cool. Like the, just those things exist because people have this like weird connection, like strong connection to a thing. So I, I like seeing what comes from that connection. Yeah. And but, I have nothing wrong. Like I have no problem with catholic people which sounds funny to say my mom is very catholic i grew up in it i still think i'm very spiritual though i'm not necessarily part of the catholic church anymore so like there's an energy when you go to these places even if you're not catholic i feel like you can feel the the energy there there's a thing too that seems to happen at all of them aside from the uh weird overgrown garden of hope that i feel like just isn't supposed to be an attraction anymore. <laughs> but aside from that, there's always other people there doing the same thing. Yeah. They're like, all the weird places I stop, they're like, seeing a statue of a dinosaur next to a statue of a chicken because this one place wanted a weird <laughs> evolution motif in front of her. <laughs> I, just finding that in Indiana, whatever. I was doing that by myself. Dan just went on a road trip, listeners. I didn't even do this on purpose, but that's why he's he's chock full of roadside experiences. Right now. I mean, this is how I traveled growing up too. They're like, if if we're going Midwest, I have a bunch of stuff out there. Too. Right, like right. Just, we would get in the car and we would drive, and then just be stops every like hour and a half, two hours, whatever we could find on the side of the road, we'd go see it. That's awesome. So yeah, I've done a ton of that. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, too bad you didn't get to the Georgia didn't get guys. To this one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's how that's how this whole episode feels. And that's to the me. end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a bummer. I kind of hope they build it up bigger, stronger, and then you know more political people can hate on it for the till the end of time. And with that, Dan, where can our listeners find you? Well, I am Danny underscore gets on all the social media things, and then I have Feel Feelings, which is my weekly show where we. Yes. We pick an emotion, and then that's the basic kind of launching point topic for conversation in the episode. And it's a comedy podcast. It's funny. I always have to emphasize that. <laughs> it's not heavy and it's, sad. It's, it's yeah, light it's and silly. fun, even when the emotions aren't. So I, I really recommend the show. I think we're we're doing something good, finally, 120 episodes in. <laughs> Woo! But uh, also Blanket and Covers, which is in between season two and season three right now, but that'll be back soon, where we pick a song or a band and we just listen to every possible cover that we can find for it. Meg did a Sky episode last, it was very last fun. season. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You should check out all of those shows. I also did an Apocalypse episode, if you want to listen to the first ever episode of Feel Feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> where I talked about how truly terrifying it is. I find apocalypses. But yeah, did you give them an, a handle, an at, for people to find you? Yes, I did. Good. I was listening. <laughs> I heard it. You totally were paying attention to when I said Danny underscore gets on all the social media places. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you were paying attention to Also check out Wasted Robot because Meg's album's on there and that's where all these shows oh, exist. I don't even know if you guys know I have an album. I forget to tell you. It's called One Last Red Thing. Listen to it. And other than that, thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. 
Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.